You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. Hey, everybody, this is Dave Zorko with another episode of Fatterday Omaha. And we are talking about fun things today. And by we, I mean myself and perennial co host. Uh, that would be a TJ. A Hello. TJ. Oh, there he is. I was going to ask how he was, which I can still ask. You haven't told me. How you, how you doing in the grand scheme of, uh, well, food? Well, Dave, I've had a lot of food. Oh, good. I think you've had a lot of food. I have. I think we both had a lot of food. We did. I'm feeling feeling pretty good about the food that we not just had, but True. have now been through uh, many two eats a piece. Oh, uh, plus, however plus. many there were before we did the uh, the eats specific yes. to this episode and one after. So I've actually had the a more recent one as well, which is good. But we've been here plenty of times. We are talking about Virtuoso Pizza by David Lasoli in Benson, and you can find them and. By Benson, I mean the Benson area of Omaha. So if you're listening to this and you're not from the Omaha area, uh, there is a subset of Omaha known as a Benson. And this place is located at 6056 Maple Street with a perfect Benson zip code of 68104. Uh, this is a great area to find all sorts of local eats, uh, including Ted and Wally's, including Hardy Coffee, uh, Burrito Envy, Wonton John's. We had uh, John Stastny on the show. Um, we've had uh, Joe and Jeannie from Ted and Wally's on the show. There are all types of awesome places to go in this area, but uh, one of them is indeed uh, Virtuoso Pizza. And um, David Lasoli. Open this place up so you uh, longtime Omaha residents may know him from La Sola Mio. The last name sound a little familiar there. That's because that was his parents' restaurant, and uh, he, he worked there. But that has since closed, and he has also branched out on his own. The place is awesome. First of all, the, the sign out front is pretty cool. Uh, nice green and uh, red and white. Uh, maybe Reminiscent of the Italian flag, quite possibly. But one of the first things that you may notice is they actually have a walk-up slice window, which is cool, a la New York slice maneuver. And you can walk right up there in Benson on your feet and obtain a slice. As far as the interior goes, what's kind of nice is that uh, you walk in and you actually have the slice counter right on the inside, well, because it's close to the slice window. And there's actually a set of two ovens there where they will, uh, I believe David Lasoli once said, re-thermalize your pizza. Because if you're doing a slice, it needs to be quick and heated, ready to go for you out of that window or at the counter. So they have two ovens right there. And then if you move further along on the left side there's actually a case where you can purchase uh different things that they make in house uh, they have a good lemon agave pesto we'll talk about that they have other things sitting in there and further in then to the right are the huge pizza ovens there's two of those they're from italy if i recall i believe he's actually using uh electric for the heat method and he's cooking those things a little over 500 degrees so this is a new york style slice 
he doesn't need the 900 degree wood fire oven for this particular slice of pizza or full pizza pie, which we'll get into in a minute. And then if you move past that, you have a nice uh, seating area there with kind of windows between each uh, food couch, as we say on Saturday Omaha, also known as a, a booth. And then what I dig is there's extra fun. First of all, he's got the music cranking. Uh, he told us that he likes that music to kind of keep him going in the uh, in the back while he's slinging pies and, and opening dough and things like that. But there's also a pinball machine in there, which I really like just because, I don't know, I guess it's got a little bit of a childhood fun callback. It's just a fun place to be. Let's get into some food since we talked about the interior. Here, here's a quick summary of the interior. Fun and different depending on where you stand, but all places are good. So over to the food. So TJ and I, you and I, for our co-visit, kind of ordered the menu somewhat literally. We also branched out to further individual eats after that. And there's several eating strategies that you can have here. The slice, individual slice, is a huge New York style slice that will probably take care of most people's hunger, especially if you pair that with like a side or share a side or something like that. Or you can go for the full pie. There's usually two or three basic, and I don't want to say basic, standard, there we go, slices that are sitting at the front, a pepperoni, meatball, cheese, and I think the Bianca is the, the other one there, which I think is a sauceless pie, if I recall. I When I was talking to David, that, that is a slice that I haven't actually tried, so I'm going to need to go back. But those are standards, and then you can order the, uh, he'll usually have a specialty slice as well, but then he also has standard specialty pizzas, but those need to be ordered as a full pie. TJ, you and I got two full, very good-sized pies. So let us start, if you would, with the specialty pizza known as the Fat Tony. The Fat Tony features the uh, virtuoso house-made meatballs, Pepidou peppers, which are a special type of pepper, as well as the house-made lemon agave pesto, which I really like. We're going to talk about that several times here. And also whipped ricotta. So this pizza has a great variation in color. You've got the uh, standard topping loadout of those meatballs, pepperoni, but then you have that green of the lemon pesto, as well as the whipped ricotta on top that is kind of a swirl going on there. And so I think this is a pretty cool pie. And the uh, house-made meatballs are delicious. Uh, we're going to talk about those on a sandwich. And of course, they typically have the meatballs sliced in there. They are sliced not super thin, almost like if you stacked a couple of what you might think of as some standard pepperonis together. They're uh, enough that you can get uh, a bite there. And then, of course, the pepperonis. Yes, TJ, looking quizzically across the uh, you studio say that, here. I, I remember them being a little bit thicker. I'm, I'm going to say okay. uh, two two quarters Ooh. worth of thickness. Oh, I like One that was to stack much. a couple of quarters on each other, a little bit bigger around. Yes, yes, that's a good call. And the uh, whipped ricotta, kind of a nice different textural element, a cooling element with that dairy. And the lemon agave pesto is just, just kind of a fun deal. First of all, I like pesto. I like basil. And then you throw the, the lemon agave in there, and it actually has quite the sweet note, but... Uh, 
I suppose that we should talk about the crust a little bit because it's going to be uniform throughout. He uses actually a starter for his dough. He actually adds a little bit of extra yeast uh, to that to make the dough. But um, Frank is is the name of the starter. It, it has a name. Frank Poolish is his is his full name. And Frank lives in the cooler. And David Lasoli and his team use Frank to work on that dough and letting it ferment for multiple days so it builds up excellent flavor. And that's part of the reason for using a biga or poolish or pre-ferment is that it builds up flavor in the dough. If you just use your yeast that day only like an instant yeast or something like that, you're, you're going to have flavor. But time is an ingredient and is building flavor in that dough. And that's what's happening here. So David Lasoli uh, is a student of uh, Tony Jimmy. Yanni. He actually went uh, to pizza school there to, to learn more about different styles of pizza. He's been continuing his journey since, and he has a thing called Get Better Daily, GBD. He's always looking at the restaurant and how he can improve. But uh, that dough has a nice flat base and then a nice good-sized cornichone, or uh, as we like to call it on Saturday Omaha, a pizza grip. That would be the thing that you hold on to for your slice, and it's good for dipping, which we'll talk about as well, but uh, a good crisp outside, a nice oven spring on the uh, cornichone, and uh, a good center. And I'm, I'm going to have to talk to him sometime about learning how to make like a big 22-inch pie so I can roll on 20s with my pizza. I've only done kind of smaller ones. So uh, before we move on to the next pizza, any crust elements that you would like to throw down on the uh, pizza peel there, TJ? Dave, I think you've covered it. I, I may have some some words uh, on this subject later. Mm -hmm. However, uh, I, I will probably focus on the toppings for this slice, especially Excellent. with that summary. However, at this point, yes. I would like to send a nice shout out to Mr. Matt Frampton for starting Dave on this ah. pizza making kick mm -hmm. so that I can take a nap while he throws out <laughs> valuable and interesting information <laughs> that would have taken me hours upon hours to research. You've made my podcast so much easier, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Matt and uh, Ken Forkish, and uh, also Chef John Ray. We, I, oh yeah, yeah. You, you guys have been going going back and forth quite a bit. Yeah, the the pizza community in general is just very helpful, and faithful listeners of the show may have had to listen to me yammer about my pizza journey, but I've really enjoyed it. And the Omaha community is very helpful. In fact, Dave Lasoli started the uh, MOPA, the Metro Omaha Pizza Alliance, of which. Uh, Mr. Matt Frampton is a member, Nick Strahecker of Dante, and so they are actually collaborating between each other to lift each other up. I think the phrase is a rising tide lifts all boats. They all make different styles of pizza, and they're, they're collaborating together, and they all have different missions, and it's great that helping each other can just make everybody better. Uh, I think David actually told me when I was talking to him, he's like, if you want to open up a pizzeria right next to me, go ahead. You know, it's like, have you ever seen a Burger King next to a McDonald's? It kind of works. Uh, there's there's enough room in the pizza universe for everyone. So, uh, TJ, any comments on the Fat Tony before I move to quite the sweet pizza? Well, Dave, you kind of touched on uh, touched on all of them, more or less uh, surface. I think you went uh, decidedly in depth on the crust in ways that I kind of wish I could. But I will add the uh, the whipped uh, ricotta, the whipped ricotta, specifically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Kind of on there in in lines, like it was applied with a piping bag or something like along a swirl, that. yeah. And these little tiny lines of it too, which surprises me that 
I think way back when we've done a tasty pizza episode. If not, we've talked about it um, many, many years ago when they were still in their original location. Mm-hmm. I, I still have memories of one of their ricotta pizzas where it's dollops oh, of sure. ricotta. Yep. And for that, my my descriptor, my, my adjective was pillowy. Mm. Um, I am shocked to find here that in these little tiny, relatively thin lines of whipped ricotta, pillowy, Still applies. Ah. They they were a little bit browned on top, a mm-hmm. little, little bit of that Maillardness there. But, oh, I uh, didn't catch that. Okay. Mostly just just in spots, just like in the in the center of the highest point of the line. Oh, but not not that noticeable texturally. It's just you, you're breaking through that little tiny bit of crust to get to what after you get through that is a very small amount of ricotta and still ma- still manages to be. Uh, soft as a a little cloud, it does. Ooh. It is a very pleasant counterpoint to everything else, and a non-sweet item. Which mm-hmm. I liked the fat Tony. I liked the Sicilian sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that particular eat, everything we had had at least, or seemingly just about everything we had had at least somewhat of a sweet note. Yes, and I would like that on you know one slice, but not the. I, I like I like the counterpoint. Yes. Um. So the the ricotta the ricotta as a a counterpoint to the rest of the pizza yeah. was a a nice a lighter dairy note. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the the heat or the spice and that kind of stuff, uh, it certainly serves as that. I'm just surprised it can do it in the. I'm surprised that the portions are re- proportions are correct oh. for that, that it balances as well as it does, because I would think you would need more to do it, but it is just the right amount to play nice with everything else and still offer that counterpoint. Uh, the other topping being the lemon agave pesto, which again, mm-hmm. that sweetness, you're, you're first hit by that. For me, it's sweet, lemon, and then all the pesto notes, all that, ah, all that basil, basil. And, and that savory little bit of cheesiness in there, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly had a moment with the pesto. Mm. That was one of those freeze and time slows down and you just you Roll. look at the slice of pizza in your hand mm-hmm. as though it is something new and strange and curious. <laughs> Um, it, it was it was something of a revelation because well it hits you with that sweet and that little bit of lemon first. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of pesto in that pesto. I think yeah. there's some some pretty high quality basil involved because you get that that hint of an anise note at the top end that that kind of dark savoriness and then the herbaceousness dark underneath. Basil. So yeah, it was just in and of itself that was a whole uh, a whole experience. I like that, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely focus on that pesto more. I, I guess ingredients-wise, and you were saying balance, uh, I, I believe there truly is a focus here on balance and care for what actually goes on these pizzas and in what quantity. One of the things that I've uh, struggled with learning, too, is like, how much sauce and how much cheese do I put on my pie? So that when it comes out of the oven, it's in the ratio that I, I want it to be and look like I want it to be. And these pies are, are very appetizing to look at. And speaking of that, let's move to our next pie, which is the Sicilian Sweet. A slightly similar loadout in the fact that it has, well, no, actually, it's not similar to the Fat Tony at all because it has house sausage, pepper peppers, oven-roasted onions, and hot honey. So as TJ was saying, somehow... In, in ordering on this particular eat, didn't quite do the uh, sweet calculation because we had the lemon agave pesto on the Fat Tony and now oven roasted onions, which are slightly sweet, and then hot honey on here. And this one is obviously sweet because it's called the Sicilian sweet. 
But as far as the way that this thing looks when it comes out, it looks like Christmas, TJ. If if I had this pizza show up at like, you know, some type of holiday party or something like that, it's, it's just... It's a veritable palette of color and looks completely different than the Fat Tony, where the Fat Tony has the ricotta swirl and the more green of the pesto. This is just smaller pieces of color, just a kaleidoscope of pizza, honestly. Uh, and, and you know, please, you know, if you get a chance, head over to our social. You can see this thing. But it definitely does have a Christmas feel to it. So the sausage there, the onions, the hot honey, this is a loaded pizza with toppings but of a smaller dice on the toppings and that hot honey is delicious if you've never had honey on pizza or slightly spicy honey on pizza give it a go and and this definitely is going to be a pie that's going to deliver on that sweet aspect of pizza and tj was talking about sweet overload and uh i did uh get actually a, a like another outboard slice of pizza at this eat to kind of break up the sweetness as well so um you know calculate your sweetness accordingly but tj any thoughts on the sicilian sweet a pizza not any really massive ones uh, i enjoyed it quite a bit but as as said this is this is an ordering uh uh Slight misstep. Like, I enjoyed it on a lot. us. <laughs> yeah. It has been a while uh, since we have done this particular, our original uh, episode, eat. Destined Eat. Yes. Uh, so my memory is only, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I think you are more of a fan of the hot honey than I am, but I really do like that that balance mm-hmm. of sweet and heat. But yeah, too, too high, high sweetness slices, mm-hmm. uh, I think is... A bit much for one visit. Mind you, if I was to order either one of these on their own, yeah. I would be perfectly happy. If I for was sure. to eat like a sane person, I would be perfectly happy with either one of these. <laughs> so, so I'm glad you brought that up because you, <laughs> we went in together, and then you and I have since gone on separate additional eats for this episode, and we've never done the same ordering strategy each time. And I think David Lasoli keeps coming out and going, "What the heck are you guys?" doing because we've just gone off the rails we both had a you know what is it a 22 inch pie i think at the table each plus the other items i'm about to get into at the first eat and then you and i both did kind of very unusual things for this episode on the yeah, succeeding eats we'll, we'll we'll get into the uh the secondary slash more recent eats yeah. uh, uh fairly soon here but yes um our, our Mr. Lasole is uh, a very observant fellow. He is. I was going to save this for, for the wrap-up. Uh, he is he's a guy who who tends to meet you where you are. Like, he, he will match the energy of the person coming in. Yes. Uh, when you and I have eaten separately, like when you and I are, are we're eating together. Right. Uh, because you can talk pizza shop, and I am interested in listening to you do that, mm. there was a good deal of that. Um you you kind of run a good deal of the behind the scenes stuff in the podcast, mm-hmm. so there was a, a bit more business talk, and you are a more uh, outgoing, uh, effusive Ooh. type than I am. But your vocabulary uh, is fantastic. I try. <laughs> there was there was a more more talkative bent there. He had some people in who were, I gathered from a. a Local or semi-local, maybe Iowa, like pro wrestling group. Oh, interesting. So there was there was a, a hint oh, more yes, macho-ness, and they were really outgoing with each other, and like, yeah. you know, super big, big greetings for them. I come in, and 
he he instantly reads my energy. He's a little bit more quiet, still extremely like you're still getting the same same guy. You're, you're getting the um, same participation. But yeah, he's guy. he's yeah. matching your energy and kind of meeting you where you are. So he was a little less talkative with me, still very friendly. We talked a little bit about business, a little bit about pizza. Yeah. But he sees these these weird orders going out and like what would a you know if, if you've ever gone through like like a, a a walmart or a supermarket that sells a lot of a lot of different things uh-huh. a calculator like, and a chicken yeah and, yeah and some carnauba wax and 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 bailing wire like, yeah what why would you buy all these in one visit it, it that he he's watching these weird orders come out and like now, why would you do that exactly? So yours, yes. yours and mine were different. Yes, and I, I think we'll get into that we, in a bit. But yes, we, we, we are not ordering like sane, normal people. So the fact that we had an ordering misstep with a lot of sweet is partially because we had a lot of we did, and it just so happened to be uh, all sweet uh, in this case. Let me touch on the other three things that I ordered at that initial eat, and that was the Chicago Italian beef, which if you are looking for a Chicago Italian beef in Omaha, uh, this has to be either your top destination or like top three. So the Jardinera that's on there, the beef is good. You can get that sandwich just completely dunked. Um, the, the proper, so far as I'm concerned, wet version of it, although yes. that's not exactly a takeout Not a takeout thing, eat it definitely in. definitely an eat-in thing, and that's so good. I, it's, it's been long enough since I have had it, I don't feel qualified to do anything in depth, Sure, but the, the proper Chicago uh, serving options there, yes. it is a particularly good Jardinera, whatever he's using. Yeah. I just remember it being a really darn good sandwich, yeah, plain and simple. It's a good call. Uh, we also got the baked ziti, um, which is, I would say, a more straightforward baked ziti. Uh, you get a lot of it, I think, because of all the things that TJ and I had. This was just more of a, a sampling because I had never tried it before. But uh, a good size heavyweight dish, probably easy to split for, for most people. And the last item we got uh, to go, and I, I've got this thing to go a billion times because... The, the voice of Fatterday Omaha that you may hear on our intro, she absolutely loves the meatball sub. Now, on the menu, it is listed as a spicy meatball sub, which, if you don't say anything, that's how it comes out for ordering. But uh, she actually likes it without spice, and he'll do it mild, and it's a nice roll. It's got tons of those meatballs on there. They're good-sized meatballs, marinara, pecorino romano, and it's a great sandwich. And so if you're looking for a good meatball sub or Chicago Italian beef, this is a good destination for you. I think the the meatball sub is probably going to travel a hair better. I don't think that I would get uh, the wet version of the Chicago Italian beef to go. Maybe get uh, maybe have some au jus on the side uh, would be a good move. And you can even order the meatballs standalone as a side. Uh, which is kind of fun, which if you're, you know, maybe you're making some handmade pasta. Uh, Piero uh, Cotrina that's been on the show showed us how to make handmade pasta. Maybe if you're doing that at home, but you don't want to make the meatballs, you could get those as a side. So those are kind of just quick hits on some fun things that are on the menu that aren't pizza. There's so many different ways to go about your eating strategy here. So uh, TJ, I don't know on any of your visits, did you have any of those additional things or should we kind of move on to are crazier ordering strategies that you and I were just alluding to. Dave, I think I'm ready to move into the secondary eats, which we've talked uh, somewhat ahead of time about 
our secondary eats. So I am I am aware of of your ordering strategy by which I am impressed. Mine was uh, I I wrapped my uh, both of my fists in a sizable uh, canned Hormel ham. <laughs> And came in and slammed him down. It's as ham-fisted an order as it's possible <laughs> to have. I said, give me one of everything. I just took every <laughs> every slice on the menu. I ate one. Uh, so I had the cheese, the pepperoni, the meatball, the Bianca, and that day the jalapeno Jesus and the drunk Italian. Oh my gosh. I Okay, I want to know about everything. So first we'll talk about a fairly simple and obvious slice. Pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Very simply, I have it as crisp pepperoni on the outside while keeping the rich meatiness on the inside. Uh, it's just like the crust being airy and doughy with a crisp exterior. Mm-hmm. It's It's got a bunch of things going on for it. Everything here, and in this particular note in my, in my pepperoni pizza summary, Ooh. I have, it's about balance nice. in, in very big letters. And everything seems to be that. I, I really do appreciate... I love crisp pepperoni. Mm-hmm. The when it kind of kind of turns into a pepperoni cup. Yeah, the char it got cup. So dang hot, mm-hmm. and I I love that. However, generally speaking, it's either or. You either get reasonably cooked and kind of meaty pepperoni, mm-hmm. or you get that crispness. And I do love you. You've referred to bacon when it does this as shatter bacon. Mm. Sometimes you get shatter pepperoni, and and I love those things. This has. The qualities of a highly charred pepperoni, mm-hmm. but still with the the meaty savoriness on the inside. It's a good deal more satisfying than most while still having some of that crispness on the outside. Can I throw a note in on the pepperoni just real quick? Oh, I think you can if you try real hard. Because on my mid-visit, uh, I actually got a slice of pepperoni. And one of my favorite things to do is get a side of the hot honey and drizzle that on my pepperoni pizza. Uh, David uh, often offers that as a, a thing. I think it's the pepperoni 3X is a special slice. And and there's that actually, I think, has three different types of pepperoni on it. But it's a good side to drizzle on your pepperoni so you get the sweet and spiciness of the pepperoni together which is awesome. So I love the pepperoni slice. It's actually my go-to. If I'm going to walk in and just grab a slice, that's the piece. Please carry on with the meatball. Yeah, and that, by the way, is my my favorite application of the Mike's Hot Honey. That's mm. where I actually got sold on it. Nice. The meatball. Uh, the meatball hits that sort of dense and light at the same time the actual meatball itself mm-hmm. does. Um, it's a, a real fine grind. It's packed enough to be dense, but doesn't feel it, it is pleasantly dense because yes. you can, you can have a meatball that is too dense it, and it doesn't have quite that fluffiness to it, but it's got a smoothness to it. I am mm. guessing. And a perfect slice, man. Yeah, He's using I, some good knives back there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, I strongly suspect like a, like a grana padano or something in there, you know, a, a cheese additive like that. And oh yeah. It seems fairly fond of the Grana Padano, or at least the and the uh, the Parmano as well could probably. I be believe sneaking its he way is a there. Pecorino Romano house, so the the Grana Padano could be, could be. Oh, see, and I should have been looking at we we've seen some of the behind the scenes. I should have been paying a little bit more attention to the cheese stock. Yeah. By the way, don't be looking for things that rhyme with raft parmesan shaker on your table <laughs> you can get a side of pecorino romano and you know there there is a side charge for it and he'll give you a little sh- because it's it ain't cheap and it's good and you can apply that if you like 
Yeah, and that has been that has been the topic of any number of uh, pizza rants, both on and off show uh, before. Is I want good cheese on the side like that. I like that La Casa does, you know, the the big thing of Romano. Oh, and yeah. yes, charge me a buck or two for it. It is worth a buck or two. Give me the good stuff. Yeah, I, I am willing to pay a little bit more to have a good experience. That's why I am eating at a restaurant, and I am I am very <laughs> happy that he does that. So once again, the meatball hitting that dense, light uh, balance, yeah. uh, a very a very fine grind, fairly even seasoning with kind of a hit of it every now and again, and has just a slight, we, we keep using, I'm going to need like a synonym for Maillard reaction, we use it so dang much, Ooh, but it's got a slight, a slight bit of, well, yeah, but that's <laughs> not as fun to say. So it's got a slight Maillard uh, a bit, uh, uh, not exactly... Browned, but beef uh, lacquer. <laughs> <laughs> it's got good beef lacquer. It does, in fact. It's got well, what, whatever maybe, meats are involved maybe, in them. Maybe meat, meat lacquer. lacquer. There. Okay, so I, I'm going to need to publish the updated Saturday Omaha glossary of terms. We've already used uh, food couch and uh, pizza grip on this episode. So uh, please add to your listing meat lacquer uh, in as a synonym for Maillard reaction. TJ, please continue. Well, as kind of a synonym, because I'm, I'm going to make it specific to this, because there's what whatever filler, be it cheese or breadcrumbs or, or what have you in there to make the meatball, not just meat, but in fact ah, a meatball oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is involved, uh-huh. adds a smoothness to it. Like when you, you know, when you cook a, a thing of mashed potatoes uh, under the broiler or oh. something, that kind of business in there. And just a very, very thin layer of the combined, you know, meaty goodness mm-hmm. with whatever additional ingredients give it kind of a smooth layer with just a, a hint of a... Not not exactly a snap, oh. but you definitely are aware that you're you're biting through that layer to get to the meatball on the inside, and it's this wonderful, wonderful combination, and it's so dang satisfying. So a good Maillard topology on these, yes, yes. I feel like yes. I feel like there's minimal Maillard topology on these. Good as the surface itself, so it's it's, it's smooth and flat. Yeah. Yes, yes, a pleasant Maillard topology. Yes, 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 indeed. But it's tasty. Good. Uh, but it, <laughs> but yeah, texturally, like it? I like that. Uh, I like that quite a bit. Yeah. And again, referring to uh, in the least smooth radio host way, I'm mm. going to directly say that I'm reading from my notes right now. You mean you did your research and documented things? Oh, I know, goodness. but I'm supposed to say this like it's nice, you know, regular conversation, like it's coming straight out of here. my brain, whereas That's it fine. came out of my brain several days ago when I wrote these notes. But I have it down as. The real meat lovers slice. Because I, I like me a, uh, you know, a, a Pizza Hut probably has a trademark on it or something for the meat lovers slice. But you'll see meat lovers on any number of menus. And it's usually several different kind of kinds of meats yes. that go together. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good. But I usually find them a bit busy. Mm. Uh, again, with everything we're having here, balance is key. Mm. If you start throwing... I like bacon on everything. It's great. Who so don't? Is, so is pepperoni, so is yeah. whatever. Uh, but you throw 14 meats on the pizza, and it, it becomes a uh, a tasty mess, uh-huh. but a little bit of a mess. Like, you get a lot lost there. There's, there's nothing stirring. This has... It's so meaty. Like, it, it's, it's very substantial, almost... I, I feel like I've been given a tiny steak... 
um, along with my slice. It's extremely satisfying. There's enough happening in the meatball itself mm -hmm. to lend you that variety, and you still get your, you can taste and, and, and sense and be aware of the cheese, the sauce, the crust, all of that together. So all of those, all of those ingredients, both individually and as a whole, it's, it's just dang satisfying. If I, if I am worried about, and sometimes I am my, uh, my protein intake for the day, like this is going to be my only meal. So I feel like I should get a little bit more. This is my slice because it has that balance to it. it. It makes it feel more like a full on, this is my meal for the day kind of meal. Before you get to the next slice, the last thing I'll leave you with from your analysis there too is many would say the crust is the foundation of the pizza. Anybody can buy sauce or you know throw some things on there or grab a topping. Now he is making the meatballs in-house, so that's different. But that, that crust is important. So that balance is important so that you can taste the ingredients and the whole thing together, and that's awesome. And I'm excited. I, I am peeking across the battleship setup of, of notes here, and I see the next slice on your list. And I really want to know about this because I haven't eaten it before. TJ, please tell me about the Bianca. I'm going to say, yeah, you said you hadn't had one of these. I and, haven't, uh, and I want one the the now. advantage of ordering everything is there's no slice <laughs> left behind. I, I had all the slices. So the Bianca, no marinara, extra virgin olive oil, minced garlic, roasted garlic, fresh mozzarella, and grated Parmano cheese, which is exactly what it sounds like, blended Parmesan and Romano. I, I found the the extra virgin olive oil a, a fairly mild but still flavorful one. It didn't overpower anything, but I was certainly aware of it, and it's got that tangy parmano cheese in there the the salty uh, sharper goodness with that mozzarella for texture it's it's very pleasant it's very smooth it is one of the few times that on a pizza i don't miss red sauce i almost always want not only red sauce but more of it you you always want more sauce yes and i did not have that problem here decidedly Rich and moist and satisfying, like some of the best cheese bread you've ever had, if not the best cheese I bread you've so ever had. I am so get one of these. Just by itself. Now, that just makes it a really good cheese pizza. It's a very enjoyable cheese pizza. The star of the show is those big pieces, those full cloves or nearly full cloves of roasted garlic. Ooh. Because I have roasted garlic I don't know how many times, and I love, love, love roasted garlic. However, regardless of how I do it, how long I do it, how browned it is, how browned it isn't, there's a, a certain, a certain, not exactly sharpness to it. I, I'm aware of the browning. I'm aware of the, uh, whatever component that is that gives you garlic breath, the almost metallic taste that mm. all garlic has a hint of, um, but is brought out more so by roasting it. That said, I love to roast me, you know, a whole head of garlic and squeeze it onto a baguette uh, with some olive oil or butter. It's lovely. This is a whole different animal. Um, I did ask about the roasting technique. I know it involves almost from from what was described to me by one of the uh, the uh, wait staff, mm -hmm. and I think effectively a sous chef. I, I know he helps out with some stuff. Or at least it sounded like he did. Could have been his son. His but son works uh, mm -hmm. I don't think so. But we'll, we'll fair more, enough. Fair more enough. more yeah. on that off the air. Exactly who who I think it was and what their position was because we had a whole a whole conversation in their their intro to this pizza world because apparently oh. they didn't care all that much about pizza itself to begin with, and then they were shown the light after working <laughs> here for a while. But uh, apparently it's 
it's almost like a like a poach, like it's done in a whole heck of a lot of olive oil, like a garlic confit. Uh huh. Moved moved frequently and watched like a hawk. Mm. So it is this beautiful, perfect, even roast with a very very light color, just ever so slightly darkened from the original white clove, mm-hmm. and it is so unbelievably smooth. smooth there's there's no sharpness no bite to it like it's it's no still has all that wonderful garlicky flavor but it's almost like Ooh, butter in and of itself it's so incredibly soft mm-hmm. on the way through i just i i've never i've never managed anything like it no matter how many cloves i roast and it's every hit of it even if you are not if you're if you're kind of okay with garlic rather than being a garlic lover and you see how much garlic is on this thing and it worries you order it anyway Ooh. you will like it um it's just every every single one of those cloves was a treat that i had to pause and enjoy as a high point in my day wow i well and there's a real good chance that uh david working for his folks uh, restaurant uh, Los Solomio, and they were kind of known for uh, having the you know roasted garlic and things at the table. Maybe maybe it is transcendently applied here. Uh, and sp- transcendent is the word. I like it. Uh, speaking of other things, you got yet another a slice. Yeah, and I will. Uh, I really want to get to your ordering strategy, so we might <laughs> speed up just a little bit okay. on these here slices. I'm going to talk about the jalapeno Jesus. Step on the gas. Jalapeno bacon, sweet jalapeno piquillo spread, roasted onions, minced garlic, and smoked mozzarella. Ooh, wow, that sounds great. It does, and you're getting somehow that uh, um, a salad versus a stew, I think is the, because I've, I've heard the, the comparison oh. where, you know, everything is absolutely together it's oh. it's effectively a singular flavor yeah, yeah, yeah whereas this is yet another thing where you can pick out everything individually uh-huh. and you're hit i think the again a little while ago but i think the bacon is what really hits you first mm-hmm. and you're you're visually aware of it and then your taste bud hits it and then you have that that sweet from the jalapeno piquillo piquillo spread and then you get that as kind of a it's kind of a bridge you get the savory of the roasted but also sweet onions that come in on the back end and then that sweet fades out and you kind of get the rest of the pizza like this slice <sighs> so david's djing in the back with two pizza turntables and just kick the fader over on you mhm mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> if if i am lost on a desert island i might pick the bianca <laughs> as my only slice okay but like out of all these if i order just one slice for a meal mm-hmm. it's probably this one not because it's my favorite I did like it. Uh, I, I I would probably rate a couple others in this grouping above it, but it was very good, and it tells me that story. It's so many oh. individual experiences. This one, then that one, then that one, then that one, that are somehow also cohesive on a singular slice. That it's it's this everlasting gobstopper effect, <laughs> if I can say it that way. It's all these different things in one. Yeah. So I I feel like I'm. I get the satisfaction mm-hmm. of having ordered, you know, an appetizer, a main dish, a side, and a dessert, but it's in one slice of pizza. No, wait, if I'm going to make a Willy Wonka reference, wasn't there a gum that did that? Anyway, the snozberries taste like snozberries, and the jalapeno <laughs> Jesus was delicious. <laughs> 
So the last slice on this list here, actually the second to last slice. Oh my. Is the drunk Italian. Uh, house vodka sauce, house Italian sausage, minced garlic, and green onions. Ooh. The slice is even tempered. Not super assertive, but has a lot to say. I really needed a wow. pretentious pizza slice <laughs> summary, which is what we did I here. say, like, TJ. Like I'm at a wine testing. Oh, yes, and notes of a cheeky little five-year-old vintage with a hints of oak. <laughs> so there, there's a lot going on here, but none of it's super in your face. And that might be because I had the spicy stuff right sure, before it, too. Sure. But most notable for the flavor uh, in the sausage is, is fennel. Which hmm. I like a good hit of fennel, mm-hmm. but not too much. Okay. This is a really strong hit, but for whatever reason, every time I bit into it, I got the fennel last. Interesting. As as much as like, even if you bite down on a full, full fennel seed uh-huh. and you get a big wash of it, uh-huh. normally if there's a lot of that in a sausage, it's a problem because that's all I'm getting. Okay. For whatever reason, even when I got a slice where it was a really strong hit like that, yeah. I still got all the rest of the spice mix and the meatiness first, oh. and then the fennel on the back end through mechanisms of flavor that I don't know that I understand. <laughs> flavor alchemy. But darn it, it works. Uh, the sauce is, is fairly subtle. Uh, it's definitely a smoother, kind of lighter, fresher tasting sauce. Yeah, yeah. Which lets me focus on the texture of it as well, because just a little bit, little bit more. I hesitate to say chunky, but that's that's what it is. Larger okay, pieces sure. yeah, of is. tomato kind of gave me the uh, the La Casa feels, if you would. That very oh, fresh, fresh, that fresh tomato sauce that that's a little bit thinner. Um, so it, it gave me gave me just a hint of that type of happiness and played nice with everything else without being super overpowering uh this slice so i had one two three four scrolling up scrolling up five six slices mm-hmm. uh all told <laughs> that's what david's looking at you like you're nuts uh-huh so it might yeah it was it was the table so i i had all these slices as you might imagine i couldn't get to all of them as quickly really? as perhaps i should have hmm. so this this one i got a couple of bites while it was still hot because i kind of moved around as quickly as i could sure and then revisited but this is the one that got the coldest. It might have gotten better as it got colder, which oh. it's probably best, you know, piping hot. But some of the other qualities come out. Again, for, for those of you, I, I realize it. Um, there's a lot of divisive pizza, but La Casa being one of the most divisive, there's a lot of people who either love it or they find it mediocre. I'm one who loves it. Um, but I find La Casa pizza cold is a whole different experience than La Casa pizza hot. And they both have their place in my almost undoubtedly by now enlarged heart. <laughs> but there, there is something special about wh- the way the, the tomato sauce comes out, especially um, in, in a cold slice of La Casa. And I got this as this particular slice cooled off. Uh, the only other thing of, of really strong note is those green onions on there. I don't know if they were put on uh, later or, or there's just some special magic to how it's arranged, but it's one of the few times that green onions on a pizza were not overcooked, so you still had that, that, that feeling like they were sprinkled on after as a garnish kind of thing, so they still had their freshness to them just, just enough. If you want a little secret, this is a, a Matt Frampton thing that uh, I think kind of helped, or, or I could have been another book anyway, but is that some of those toppings you put on 
last like if those thinly sliced uh, green onions like that. So the heat from the pizza just warms them up so they're not scorching or anything. You don't put it on before it happens that in the oven kind of my guess that makes yeah. a lot of sense because yeah. that that was the flavor there is they were still they still had the necessary qualities of green onions because yep. you can't overcook them and still have them have those wonderful grassy notes to them and all mm-hmm. that stuff so yeah perfectly done there now yes the last thing on this list yeah what is it tj is a slice of cheese pizza now what oh, i have here uh-huh is uh is look at them crust bubbles mm. like in in a pizza where you can't really hide a whole heck of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, nod to Matt Verzel of uh, of Paisans. You can't hide anything on a cheese pizza. I taste your cheese. I taste your sauce. I taste your crust. So on something that either winds up being wonderful or unremarkable, it is wonderful. And you can get a little bit more of, of the sauce, like a little pop of basil every now and again. Hmm. The cheese was actually the first one I dug into, so notes uh, have a little bit more on, on the La Casa feels here. Sauce blends a lot of the uh, the fresh of something like a La Casa with a little sweet and decidedly, you know, less wet, more concentrated with that pop of basil every now and again. And I really had a hard time stopping eating this to get to the other slices <laughs> yeah. especially with that uh as uh, as david says it the uh, the re-thermalizing of the pizza ah, that, yes. that super hot freshness of, of that by the slice it was just so good on its own but uh hey dave yeah do you have anything to say about a slice of cheese pizza i might yes uh in fact we were talking about you know david looking at us you know kind of sideways doing crazy things tj orders you know whatever that was six slices of pizza uh also as far as the re-thermalizing goes you know i'd almost order a slice eat it and then go get another one but i could see where you want to try them all you didn't want to eat the whole thing <laughs> and then go to another one and eat the whole thing you needed bites of each so that that makes sense but you can go get a single slice he'll heat it you can eat it and then go get another one but yes I did have a slice of cheese. In fact, TJ, on my last eat at uh, Virtuoso Pizza, uh, located at 6056 Maple Street, so people know where it's at, that's all I got. Just a slice of cheese and seven different sides to go with it. So I walked up to the counter, and uh, our fine staff that uh, was helping me out there, I'm like, I'd like a slice of cheese pizza. And I'm like, this is going to seem a little odd, but I need a side of Pecorino Romano. I need a side of au jus. I need a side of marinara. I need a side of lemon agave pesto. I need a side of olive oil. I need a side of spicy olive oil. And I need a side of hot honey. So here was the mission for this particular day. I wanted, as you said, the Matt Verzel uh, Paisan's philosophy of the cheese pizza is simple. Crust, sauce, cheese. Now, that was going to be the canvas for my veritable pizza palette. Traveling the seven pizza seas with this one single slice. I love going full Saturday out and eating everything. But it's kind of interesting with the philosophy of getting one thing simple but making it complex. I ordered all this stuff and David Lasoli, as you were kind of alluding to TJ is very observant. And I think he said something along the lines probably of either, hey, David, come back here, or I know what you're doing, or a combination thereof. So he sees my order, calls me back into the kitchen, 
And he's like, okay. He's like, I don't want to overstep my bounds, but what order are you eating these sides in? And I'm like, oh, he's taking genuine interest in my order because he knows something is up. So he proposed an order strategy. So the order... I don't know how often we'll be able to use this term, but <laughs> yes. uh, pizza huddle? Oh, oh, definite pizza Called huddle. you back into the war room for a strategy he meeting. really did. And, you know, moving the little sides around that big map with the little shuffleboard thing to make sure they were in the right order. And so, yes, yeah, so the order of operations was the Pecorino Romano, the Aju, the marinara, the agave pesto, olive oil, spicy olive oil, Mike's hot honey. Little purpose to the madness, starting with a, a salty and or more so the savory side of things and ending in almost like... Almost like a dessert with the with the sweeter things. I can tell you that this was an amazing pizza journey with one slice. I think I might have gone either tear or fork on this one to try to get individual pieces of my pizza in here. And of course, the Pecorino Romano, delicious, loaded up a piece. You know, it's got that, uh, you know, kind of salty, powdery element, that texture element. Delicious, obviously, anywhere on pizza. The next up then was the au jus. This is what you get with that Chicago uh, Italian beef that we talked about earlier. This is good dipping for the crust. It essentially just runs right off the, the major part of the pizza because the cheese isn't absorbing this at all. And the au jus is not sticking to the cheese. So this is a great after move for the crust tear off a pizza crust and soak it in there and and be good uh, bread wise. The marinara, awesome. TJ, you're mention, mentioning those garlic cloves. There's big sliced pieces of garlic in this marinara, and it's excellent if you need some more sauce, as TJ has been wont to say prior. The lemon agave pesto that we talked about, this completely completely changes this cheese slice into an entirely different pizza. Those other things that I was talking about earlier makes it kind of more of an add-on. This takes it from a cheese slice to this sweet pesto slice and is just wham, entirely different pizza and has those flavors. TJ and I, or TJ already talked about those a little bit earlier on what this is, but sweet with that agave in there, those basil notes and just a different pizza. The olive oil. The olive oil, probably because of the fat in there, I'm guessing, I don't know, but maybe that's what helps it work better on the cheese part of the pizza. And of course, the crust sticking more uh, or giving it a different kind of, well, I guess a different mouthfeel, which makes sense because of its fatty element in there. And then the spicy version of that. So now we're moving into something that has a fatty component and a spicy component and great for crust dipping or the pizza to give you, I guess, unctuousness might be the word that I'm going to go for with these olive oils. And then topping it off at the end with the hot honey, which we have discussed. Sweet and a mild heat on this, to maybe mild medium bridge there. And so you could almost get a dessert function off of your pizza with that, whether you put it on the cheese side of things or whether you put it on the crust side of things. And I will tell you, traveling the journey of sides, by the way, that you could also get balsamic vinegar if you wanted to, if you wanted to make that move, somebody try it out and let me know how it is. Message us on social or fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Anyway, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And um, TJ, with the exception of maybe the Mike's Hot Honey, 
of these seven things that I had with my slice. I tried it on the pizza, and then I drained all of my little ramekins. I drank the au jus, took care of the marinara, ate all the pesto, and took olive oil shots. <laughs> Which I, I think, I don't know, one day I might be a big boy pizzaiolo, and, and maybe you get together with your, your pizzaiolos or your pizzaiolas, and, and you take shots of olive oil before you start making pizza. I don't know, but if that's not a thing, I might make it a thing. This was super fun. I had a 100% taste adventure with one simple slice. Oh, very, very briefly, speaking of cheese, I also had the cheese bread on a visit. If you would like to try the cheese bread, the cheese bread is small slices covered in a lake of cheese. The cheese sticks to the bread. It sticks to the pan. You got to dig in there with your fork or your fingers and you pull up a big old hunk of cheese. There is more, almost more cheese than bread. So if you're interested in more cheese than bread now, (laughs) delicious and uh, tasty. Uh, So yeah, a quick matter of uh, documentation here. The uh, cheese bread actually is like an eight slice jam as uh, our uh, co-host Sam might say. So eight slices, not four or six. So a ton of cheese. I can, I can show TJ the cheese. There's the cheese. There's a lot of it. That's a, that's a whole different affair i would order it just once just to like see it and experience that kind of fun kind of fun but we better wrap it up here talking about david lasoy and uh, virtuoso pizza at uh, 6056 maple i am going to physically pick up my laptop what what is this this is need you something pedantic okay this is the doughy thin crust flexible rigid dry saucy crispy soft sweet savory fresh rich slice Whatever your favorite pizza is, this has what it has. Maybe not in exactly the same balance. You may prefer your favorite slice somewhat, but it does all these things, and it does them well. This is the pizza that you and your friends and your family can actually agree on. I would even go as far as to say this slice could bring about world pizza. I say, (laughs) contrary to popular belief, we can have pizza in our time. I... I'm not going to say much else after that because that was awesome. Thank you, Virtuoso Pizza. We are Fatterday Omaha. And I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye-bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.